Hi, everyone, and welcome to Be True, my podcast about the writing I love and the writing I do. I promise I won't rhyme the whole time. That's a doop, if you were wondering. Uh, I'm John Tessitore, and today there was no perfection. From my little book, for a minute there, it seemed like something was happening. You can find it and all my work at johntessitore.com. There was no perfection is the closing section of the book, which is my examination of the vast possibilities and missed opportunities of the last 30 years of American history, as well as the wins and losses of my own history. It's about the birth and death of the OneWorld.com hopes and dreams of the late 90s, which now seem, at least for the moment, like a smoking pile of rubble. The book and this poem in particular are also a kind of declaration, a statement of purpose for me and for my work in general. What can we salvage from this mess? How can we as individuals, each of us with a sacred dignity, survive the corporate, the closed-minded, the careless, the monstrous, the baby boomers? These are my questions. Joyful stuff, I admit, but maybe true joy is worth a fight. There was no perfection, and plenty of poison. Lead, mercury, nickel, cadmium. But there might have been a new religion in these circuits like a brain. The possibility of connection, the entire planet in open hand, fingertips to fingertips, every day, the Olympics. Life, liberté, achtung baby. I believed, goddammit. Prepared. Tried my best to find a place inside for a worldlier version of myself. Plastic. Malleable. It did not come natural. Do you remember that hope? The purple prose, the pink vapor, the ether rope. I will die with this outrage. The promise of my past collapsed before its time. On a Tuesday morning, a few minutes before nine. How quickly... Everything closed. Let's start with the intensely personal. Life, liberté, octung baby. You know the reference. You two released that record, octung baby, in November of 1991. I was a senior in high school. Santa Claus left that CD in my stocking for Christmas. On Christmas night, I listened to it five times through. I cried the first time I heard one even before the lyrics, and sometimes I still do. What I heard, most of all, was a new, urban, international sound. I heard the present in a new way, digital and open-minded, dark and bright. I was headed off to college soon, and in Octung Baby, I heard what my future might be like. I'm ready, I'm ready for laughing gas. Have you ever had that experience? That record is back in the news again. It's the centerpiece of U2's residency at the new Sphere in Las Vegas. I hate Vegas, but the Sphere is pretty cool. And I recently heard Bono say that one of the things that attracts him to Vegas is that it looks like it's been designed by a child. As much as I hate the phony glitz, the money-grubbing, the false hopes, the bullshit avoidance of all responsibility, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is America at its worst. I like that idea, that it was built by children, and maybe that record is doing its job again. I'm willing to consider that possibility. 
maybe we all need to build and think like children again. But in the context of this poem and the whole book and the part of my life it documents, that record, Aktung Baby, is like the door opening on the scene. At least it was for me. It was the firing of the starting pistol. Think about it. No internet, not even a computer for me, in 1991. Four years later, I was online daily, hardwired from my dorm room. Now that technological revolution was always going to come at a cost. Lots of costs. They didn't occur to me at the time. It was also mind-blowing. It seemed to come out of nowhere. But we're aware of some of those costs now. For example, look at all the piles and piles of obsolete equipment. Piles and piles of it, even in my basement. The tech revolution turns out to be consumerism run amok. Lead, mercury, nickel, cadmium. Technological creation and manufacture is a resource drain, another form of exploitation, and a source of dangerous pollution, among a thousand other evils. Everything we do comes at a cost to someone. But the possibility of connection was, and is, real. I mean, I'm talking to you right now. And that's fucking extraordinary. And the potential for this connection is even greater. There's more on the horizon. I still believe that. Nevertheless, the general sense of optimism is tempered now if it remains at all. We're afraid, rightly, of manipulation, of algorithms, and of the power of big corporations to bend us to their will. In fact, you 2 faced all of this when they tried to give a new album for free to everyone with an iPhone. I don't know if you remember that one. They uploaded it without asking. That was an oh shit moment for everyone. Wait, you mean you control what I carry in my pocket? Even the band got scared in the end. But even more devastating has been the realization that these technologies of supreme openness can also be used to lock us down, keep us in silos, create our echo chambers. Rumor, conspiracy, suspicion. This is the trend that picked up steam in the scary days after one particular Tuesday morning a few minutes before nine in 2001. How quickly everything closed. And yet, despite it all, I hang on to some hope, and here's why. And this may sound like highbrow nonsense, or navel-gazing, or artistic hocus-pocus, but I don't care. The individual has survived, so far. 1991 is a long time ago, 32 years to be exact. And all the obsessions of the powerful at that moment, an economic recession... The end of the Cold War, the Gulf War, the demonization of the victims of AIDS, the last gasps of a failed Reaganomics, all the ways in which individual lives were threatened by power, they're all history at this point, superseded by new stupid obsessions. And most of the powerful from that era are dead and mostly forgotten. But I bet you still know some of the lyrics to one, or maybe mysterious ways. If I asked you to sing them for me right now, you'd probably come up with something close. And you'd feel something, too. I'm not sure if you'd feel what I feel, but you'd feel something. And I think that's our secret weapon. Songs, records, art, humanism. The stuff that individuals make. The lasting stuff. In 100 years... No one will remember Mitch McConnell, but I bet someone will remember Bono, and I take great comfort in that, 
They tried to crush us. They really did, and they do. But they failed. So far. And so, in the hope that you can hang on to some of your sacred dignity, this is John Tessitore concluding another installment of Be True. If you've listened this long, thank you. You can find more about my work, including for a minute there it seemed like something was happening, at johntessitore.com. But first, go play Octung Baby beginning to end. Seriously, it's really good. And pay special attention to one of the deeper cuts, So Cruel. It's always been a favorite of mine. Special thanks to me for today's theme music, which I call G Chord. Maybe we'll talk again. And if you enjoy this little podcast, leave some stars or a review and tell all your friends. In the meantime, I gotta feed the dog. All right, Luna, I'm coming.